The following program is an MLWRadio.com production. Cabana's great. All right. There you go. That's been the podcast, everybody. Uh, please uh, tune in every week. Just kidding. Uh, welcome to our third in a ongoing series of uh, interviews with real-life professional wrestlers. They're in our apartment. Uh, it's not a figment of our imaginations. They're real. And if you've seen when you've clicked on it or if you've somehow uh, maybe had a, a loved one or a, uh, or a butler, perhaps, uh, play this for you without you seeing it and going, you're going to love this, sir or madam. Here we go. Our guest this week. Oh, Peter's out. Our guest, if you can't <laughs> tell from that very unique voice, uh, is the one and only Eddie Kingston. Eddie, welcome, hey. welcome to our, our, our humble abode. Hey, it's, it's nice. Thanks. Get a humidifier. We do. <laughs> yeah. It gets like very that. dry in here and Marty gets nosebleeds. <laughs> Do you really? So you run hot and you get nosebleeds. I just I just got a bill in the mail from last year. I'd have my my nose cauterized. I don't know what that. What, so what basically, does that mean? there's a burst blood vessel. I think I picked too hard. I'll be very honest. Okay. I think I picked too hard. You my nose was real dry. This? I think I caused this. I picked too hard, and I was getting these nosebleeds. Is either that or all the years of drug use? Well, no. I, if that if this was early on, oh, I'd be okay. like that's why. But no, okay. it was a long. A long, long time ago. It was the 70s. It was getting... It was... <laughs> things, was two doing cocaine. Yeah, it was... You it were was, on tour with Fleetwood Mac. I, I, was, I was in the I WWE. Yeah. I was in the WWE in the early... In the mid-80s, yeah. you know? You and Jake. Just yeah. Hanging out. I get it. So, what are you going to do? So... Buddy Landell, no show. Oh. Mr. Snake, what is... What are we doing? I loved it. Uh, but I would get these nosebleeds all the time. One time we were at a, a restaurant and I was in the bathroom and my nose was... It looked like a crime scene. It was the craziest nosebleeds. And it was like a fancy brunch place, so I was like sitting at the table, like everything's fine. I'll everything's have fine. Tea. He just he just had the powder in his nose. And it was like it was like I think they had like two little one hitter bathrooms, all white. Blood is just everywhere. <laughs> the sink is everywhere. And it's like when I'm alone, it's fun to just kind of like let it go all over and be like, hey, look at me. I'm like a bloody wrestler. Oh, I had fun with it by yourself. Yeah, but then Do I would you have use to use that blood was... to pleasure yourself. No, as well as, no, no. As lubrication. No. Like I use my tears. No. <laughs> well, we'll get <laughs> we'll get into that later. We're gonna get into all that and a, a whole lot, lot of crying more. when I yeah. Listen, what, there's a lot what, of crying when I ra- touch rather myself. than rather than starting off with how'd you get into wrestling? What's with the crying? Man, it's just there's some lonely nights. Alcohol is involved. Alcohol. Oh involved? yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Okay. What's your? Anytime I get bourbon in me, it's just some tears, full tears. I always wonder what that when people are like, oh, tequila makes me this or whiskey. No, nah, tequila me that. makes me uh, do a lot of bad things. I okay. can't have tequila. Okay. I'll tell you something about you. Beer and shots makes you nostalgic for the days you worked at that country bar. Beer and shots make me nostalgic for Indiana because I came and played a bunch of country music one time for Sarah. <laughs> You're up at four in the morning and he's just putting on like, like uh, what's that Garth Brooks standing outside the fire? Like, <laughs> Garth Brooks. Uh. There's well, this bar I worked at, these people just play the same song, so they're over, all like, committed to my memory. Like it's like, yeah, I love like Merle Haggard and stuff like that, but but <laughs> I'll his fault, Eddie. But I will. I just played the stuff anyway, Eddie. So, so you, yeah, a bunch you, of crying. You've and done the experiments. Yeah. You've done the experiments. So take me through. This is my like. Let's say uh, you and your friends. You go out. Uh, it's not the most fun night. It's like a Wednesday. You're just like, yeah, I'll go out. Uh, you you have a little too much to drink, and then everyone's like, oh, I got this tomorrow. I got that tomorrow. You're you've got a nice buzz. You're you're drunk. You go home. What happens? Oh, I don't go home. I'll let them go home. I'll go okay. to another bar. You'll go to another bar. Yeah. Okay. You're not afraid to go to a bar by yourself? No. Okay. I like it. I like sitting by myself. I like going to college bars by myself. Okay. Because I'm the old man. And sure. And so, like, if any girl looks at me, I'm like, oh, you got daddy issues. Sure. Yeah. yeah. When they go, yeah. what are they, Sarah, how would they go up to Eddie at the bar? Wait, you just here by yourself? Or are you uh-huh. some kind of loser or something? Yeah, and I'd be like, yes, we don't sit there. What the fuck are you? What the fuck are you doing here? Like yeah, that? They, they try to neg you, but I feel like you have all the powers to like turn it on them. <laughs> no, I would. I'd be like, what are you doing here? Is it a school night? Should okay. you be tucked? You know, tucked away sleeping? You're a child. And they'd be like, well, I'm grown. I'm. Grown I don't up. care about grades. I'm grown. Oh, you're I grown? do whatever I want. Why don't you show me how grown you are, sweetheart? Come here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, that's yeah. Right. And that's how it basically happens, folks. <laughs> okay, okay. Thank you, UCF. You guys are great. 
Great college. Oh, okay. So is this, is this a whole world where wrestlers go to college bars? No, no. I oh. just do it. Because okay. it's the closest thing to my house in Florida is okay. those college it's, bars. It's Eddie's world. We're just living, living it. in it. Yeah, right. no, I'm fascinated by this just world. Just trying to get just, you know, okay. you guys are a bunch of squirrels trying to get a nut. Okay, sure, sure. No, is that? Sure. Okay. So you live, okay. Yeah, I, I am so impressed by this humidifier. You, well, enjoy it. You're going to feel so good. You're, you're gonna, your cardio in your match tonight is going to go, you're going to be like, why? Through the roof? Because of that. Yeah, because yeah, And I'm going to shout you out on the microphone. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you know me, I grabbed the mic. I know you do. I know you do. Shout out Marty's penis. Yeah, I love how you, yeah, you emasculate me in front of everybody. But you know what? I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's a weird thing where it's like whenever you grab the mic and look up at me, I'm like, here we go. And you get this look in your eyes. You get a look in your eyes where I'm like, Eddie's going to say something really mean to me, but it's going to come from a place of love and it's going to be very fun. And, and, and we'll, we'll, there is always a lot of love there. I like it. I like it. Uh, has there ever been a promotion you've worked at where they were like, Hey, don't say that or do that. Or is it kind of like, I assume at a point now it's like, if you hire you, you know what you're getting. Yeah. But like, when did you feel, cause I always like when I watch wrestling and you see somebody and you're like, Oh, they're kind of like at a point where they feel like they can be themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they've kissed enough ass. They're getting good enough where they're just like, all right, you know what? I'm, I'm a little bit more than the yeah. person I've shown you, here we go. At what point did you feel like you were comfortable enough to be like, this is the full Eddie Kingston experience? I, I th Honestly, I think it was early in my career. Yeah. Because I was just myself. Like, I guess you could say my character yeah. is me when I was 17. Just yeah. Just turned up a thousand notches. Because so. you, you stood out even in IWA Mid-South back in the day. Oh, when I you, saw you, you, I was just like, okay, who's this guy? Yeah, that was me. The, yeah. yeah. So I've always felt comfortable, but I do need rules and limits, so... <laughs> When a promoter tells me, oh, yeah, man, just do go out there, do whatever you want. I go, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want you, that. You have to tell me. There was an incident actually at AAW when it was me and Homicide. Oh, I remember that one. And they said, <laughs> and they said, yeah. When we took a trip back to the 90s with <laughs> Homicide? Yeah. Well, that. Well, it, was, it, it was before that. Yeah. But uh, it was like, yeah, do whatever you want in the broad. doesn't matter. I said, no, no. All right. <laughs> and me and Homicide, it, it was weird. At the same time, he was on the other end of the bar. It was at Bourbon Street. Mm -hmm. We both broke beer bottles. Oh, to Jesus. Try to cut. You remember? <laughs> we, to try to cut the, the, the Chris brothers. Yeah. And, Homicide, and then Danny was like, you know, guy, you can't do that. And I'm like, you said we could do whatever we want. I need to know what the rules are and what I can and can't do. I want to point out to everyone that Caitlin is nodding wryly at these memories. Yeah, because she knows. You would think, though. She's seen me get yelled at, and I was like, you have to tell me. You said I could do whatever I want. In, and I'm yelling at him. In Danny's defense, when he was like, do whatever you want, he probably thought, you know, throw a couple F-bombs out there. Hell, you want to pile drive one of these guys on the on the bar? On the bar, go guy. for it. No. I don't think he thought you were going to take a beer bottle and break, break it. Break it and try to use it yeah. as, a, as, yeah. a, as a shiv. Yeah. Well, he should have known. Do you ever, do you ever like, daydream, like, God, if ECW was still around, like, the shit I would do? Um, I don't because I think I would have been fired from ECW Right away. Okay. Like, once the first check bounced, I would have uh, been. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, in a perfect world, checks don't bounce. Bounce. Oh, no. Perfect it world. It stays open. I would have been with Dreamer and uh, ECW having uh, a great time. You would have, like, buried him alive yeah. and then, like, tortured his family. Like, oh, yeah. the dreams. Oh, it would have been great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> tortured his family. Oh, I would have. We Because they were pushing the envelope back yeah. then. Yeah. Like that whole Sandman and Raven angle yeah. where it was like a lot of people. He's don't. my dad now, and I was like, oh. I, a lot of people. He said it on another podcast, but years ago, I had Tommy Dreamer on. I used to do a podcast called Wrestling with Depression, and I had Tommy Dreamer on, and we were just talking about you know life and and. By the way, great guy from Yonkers, well, yeah. Westchester. Yeah, he's not from Yonkers, but West sounds Chester. better. Yonkers yeah. sounds better. Yeah. So I had him on the podcast, and I was just asking him about a story he told one time. We were. Going from the air, we were like taking the the bus to the airport or something from a hotel, a WrestleCon weekend, and it was me and Cabana and him, and he was we were just like asking him questions and like what. And finally, I was just like, "What's like the craziest thing that you never did in ECW?" And he goes, "Well, I wanted to get shot." Yeah, he and, told me and story, yeah, man. and he he wanted a, a sniper. He's like, "We're gonna hire a, a military <laughs> sniper, and he's gonna be up in the balcony. The lights are gonna go off, and you're just gonna see a red light. And then when the lights come on, he's gonna have literally shot me in the shoulder. No faking, no blood capsules or anything. Legit shot." And 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 they were like really thinking about it and like, well, yeah, maybe. And he goes, I thought Heyman would be like, no. He's like, Heyman was thinking about it. And they ran it by Terry Funk and he's like, you can't do it. And they're like, well, why? And he was saying like, well, 
they did an angle with my dad where uh you know he got he got shot in the ass and he was like you know I'm gonna kill you for doing that and he goes and he didn't kill him and it, it killed the territory. Oh uh, no, he's right. Yeah, yeah. Wow. so he's like yeah. if you're gonna kill some if someone shoots you you gotta you kill have them. to kill him. Yeah, there's nowhere there's to no go. Other way. Yeah, there's nowhere there's to no go. There's no fake death either. Yeah, yeah. no, he can't. Their throat open. Maybe you could kidnap their family and take it to an island and continue a better family and then start a kingdom and then have them executed. But I guess that still ends in killing them. I think that would be Ladies a wild and gen- impact if you're listening, Sarah. Listen, <laughs> last night I pitched to Jimmy Jacobs for me to be Scarlett's uh, ballsy singing manager who uh, knows she's the only reason that she's giving a connection to the audience for Scarlett because she hates everyone so much. And he goes, did you just think of this right now? And I was like, well, yeah, but let me fill you in on some more details. <laughs> yeah. I had a pretty good pitch at the end of the night. I, I tell Sarah, you right now, you'll get a job before me. Sarah always, <laughs> she always has some joking, pretty interesting joking, ideas. Joking, I'm joking at Impact Wrestling. Yeah. They- at, at Impact Wrestling, all jokes here. Yeah. All jokes we're just joking around. At AAW, all jokes here. <laughs> uh, yeah, now we're just staring now at Now we're you. just joking. Now we're just, I wish there was a you camera. You took on. it too far. You took it. Naming another company too far. At AEW, we're just joking. <laughs> She's giggling now. Now I'm worried. Do, do people, are people surprised when they find out that you've got a, a silly side deal? Yeah. Okay. Honestly, yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all because I feel like we've always been silly. Yeah, well, with you guys, yeah, it's easy because you guys make me laugh, and then then you make us laugh. Yeah, it's contagious. Then, yeah, 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 You yeah. know what I mean? Do how how's the wrong way to come across you? Like you're 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 I we me and Sarah have um we have silly championship wrestling. We're running it out of out of our apartment. <laughs> SC Dub. SC Dub forever. And and we fly you in, and and one of our wrestlers comes up to you. What's like the wrong way to come at you? Well, if I don't know you, mm-hmm. and and you kind of like you don't know anybody at SC Dub oh, except okay. for me and Marty. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but like if you come at me like way too aggressively funny or yeah. trying to like impress me too much, I'll be like, nah, what? <laughs> let's let's slow it down. Let's okay. gradually get in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, what about really- what about uh, old times that you were at places and you yourself were just like, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Like, because I figure a lot of it's like comedy where I think about like. If I had this brain I had now and I would go back and do something, it would be a completely different Oh, yeah, show. yeah, yeah. First of all, I would have went to the gym a lot earlier. Would you have been a big my... body guy yeah. back in the day? I would have yeah. <laughs> got on the gas early in my life. I would You know what I mean? I would have been shooting up some D-ball at yeah. 20 years old. No, I uh, definitely gone to the gym earlier. Also, I wouldn't have took so many crazy bumps early in my career. Yeah. But like, because at the time when I broke in, there, the only wrestling wrestling company was Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. CZW was ultra violent. IDB Mid South was hardcore, so it was a different time. You had to do kind of like the crazy bump or the hardcore wrestling to get over, so then you can make more money. Mm-hmm. Unless you were at Ring of Honor at the time, uh, so yeah, I would have definitely not taken so many. You probably know so many guys who were just like, "Oh shit, I fucked my back up. I'm done." Who could yeah. have had great careers? Yeah, but I just remember like that era. It would either it would a lot of times it was like early internet and they you would it would there wasn't like gifts and stuff like that no not no, no, no I feel like a lot of guys who wrestled back then if there was like if there were gifts or gifs whatever the fuck mm-hmm. it's called that were out back then they mm-hmm. would have been more popular yeah all the crazy stuff like, oh I shit at, you probably know a, so many guys who would be legends yeah I'd be like, I look at Amazing Red so many guys do the moves that he's done mm-hmm. but of course it was back that back in the day where there was. AOL only, and there yeah. was no social media, or like a guy like Deranged, who used to, who New York wrestler. A lot of the stuff that guys are doing, he did beforehand. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the SATs or Ghost Shadow, like a lot of those uh, younger New York guys, like little Lucha Libre New York guys mm-hmm. that you don't see that you don't even know about. But they were doing stuff, yeah, that guys are doing now. But it's new now because of the gif or the gif or whatever or yeah. social media basically yeah you know like someone put up a promo of mine that i did years ago first off that scares me because i said a lot of raunchy shit <laughs> <laughs> back in the day and it was just it was the times it wasn't mm-hmm. anything crazy we watched we watched uh uh somebody sent because sarah mentioned the the bloodhound gang and oh. someone sent us one of their d- concert dvds yeah. from like 
the late 90s. It looks like evidence for like a case about how they were long term harassing members of their band, like sexually yeah. and like physically. And like, it's like kind of horrifying. In now- and I remember, like, I'm watching it thinking, like, I was there in the 90s and I know this was like more a thing, but they, like, you see their penises and they're like putting them on each other. And it's like, and you can tell the drummer's like about to lose his mind. Yeah. And it was like, oh my God. But see, back then, I don't know. Back then it was cool. Back then, it's so weird yeah. to yeah. say that, that back then that was fine. Sure. I'm not saying people are sensitive. I, I think people are more aware, mm-hmm. I think people which didn't, makes people sensitive sometimes. And they didn't have as much of a voice to say, like, hey, this is, like, really upsetting. Because no, yeah, then you're I'm like, ah, oh, you're pussy. Everyone, like, everyone yeah. has a voice now. Everyone does. Yeah. Good or bad, mm-hmm. everyone has a voice now. So, yeah, no. Let's, like I said, someone put a promo on mine, so I got worried. But uh, then people were loving it. Like, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, but this was from, like, 10... 10 years ago. Do you think it'll ever go, because we're going so far in one direction where it'll sort of like shoot back and there's probably like some 18-year-old kid in wrestling school right now and he's just going to be like, I'm going to just say the craziest shit and in like three years everyone will be like, amazing, let's all do yeah. that again. Yeah, no, it definitely is. And It always swings like that. I feel like it just goes back and forth where people are like, we can say whatever we want and then it's yeah. like, no, there are consequences. And it's well, like- I think especially nowadays when I do certain promos or or I do certain things in the ring, people are like, oh man, Eddie just doesn't care. Eddie, doesn't. and I'm like, no, this is what I grew up on. Mm-hmm. Was ECW didn't care. or like the shit I wanted to say or do and yeah. I didn't do. Now you I would have seen it. that, but now that's new. When I do that or someone else does, now it's new. But I remember as a kid, no, that's what ECW was doing. Yeah, that's what when WCW would mention WWF or vice versa. Like that's what I grew up on mm-hmm. as a teenager. Like that was cool. So to see it not happening now, and then now if I do it or someone else does it, now it's a cool hip thing. Whatever's yeah. old is now new. Because right? I was watching, I was watching um, a recent CZW show that High Spots put on, and a lot of the promos, it's just like "fuck you, motherfucker," "fuck, fuck, oh, fuck," yeah. and I'm like, "oh," they're like the they're like babies, and yeah. I'm just like, "oh, this is adorable." This is, yeah. this is adorable. they really don't even know what that word. No, means. somebody had a tweet the other day where they're like, "it should be illegal for wrestlers to replace fucking with friggin' because uh, it's like there's no similar no, meaning no. there." That's like a, that's like when I was seven years old, I would say "freak" yeah. or "friggin'." Yeah, it's not. You know what I mean? I I do enjoy whether it's the indie wrestler who. Um, has the fun song, or every promo is fuck, 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 and then yeah. they, and then they get that taken away from them, yeah. and they're on and a now sh- they're stuck, and they're like, oh shit, and they're yeah. like, how Shoot. you you can't have that fun song, and you can't say fuck every three, three words, old. and they're just like, I'm okay, and the music comes out, and they're like, who's that, and then they come out, and they're like, oh no, no. they don't have that song, and then they cut a promo, and they're like, listen. You dummies! You ah, they're stupid just like, head. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, well, I know. Here's, here's a, I'll tell you a funny story. When we first went to CZW, a Chikara six man at the arena. It was me, Jigsaw, and my old partner, Blackjack Marciano. So we're sitting there now. We come from Chikara, where it's PG. It was can't PG. say damn nothing. Yeah, no, trust me. I've been damn? Ye- no, Oof. I've been yelled at plenty of times for that <laughs> word. For that word. For that yeah. word. Like, guy kicked out of Uma. I'm like, ah, damn it. They'd be like, Eddie. I'd be like, why? Who said, was it Steen who said fuck one time? And yeah, he got, was gone He got years. banned. And I couldn't stop laughing. In he the didn't back. even remember. Someone said something. He goes, fuck you. And he's like, ah, uh, shit. He, he knew it. And then Quack, you could see, like, the meter. Like, his face looked like a meter as it was getting redder. <laughs> and I couldn't, uh, me, la- I, I loved that. I thought it was hilarious. But, uh, <laughs> so we, we asked Zandig. We're like, so what can we say or do here? And he was like, whatever the fuck you yeah. want. Yeah. First thing you see is me, Jigsaw, and Blackjack walk out the curtain, just giving the middle <laughs> fingers, going up to people, fuck you. We just went yeah. nuts. I feel like these are like kids who got to go to like a kid's camp or like a party, yeah. and the parents, the parents are like, parents I don't are care. And they're like, fuck the yeah, world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's CZW when they were like, oh, yeah, do whatever you want. It was like, Quack couldn't stop us. Yeah. Our dad couldn't stop us from <laughs> cursing. So we were like, fuck you. Fuck this. Suck my dick. All were this. you a handful as a kid? So I was a hyper kid, yeah. I was hyper. Uh, I was also angry. I was an angry kid. That we can get into a little later. Yeah, your art of wrestling, I remember listening to it on a plane one time, and I was just like, when it was done, I was like, oh, that felt like a therapist visit. Like you, Well, you, I'm very I'm very open and yeah. honest with who I am because this is me yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. This is whatever. Take me for what I am or just leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> you know, there's no, I'm an extremist. There's no middle ground. Yeah. Take it or leave it. I want that take me for who I am or leave me alone on a pillow. <laughs> <laughs> on a pillow. That would be. 
Just a beautiful crochet. Yeah, yeah he's so yeah. really nice. Like a weird. That's like weird merch. Why does it Eddie have that? Yeah, he has like a big pillow, a body I, pillow of me. Caitlin said a body pillow of Eddie, and then on the heart it could say, "Take me for what I am, or leave me alone." Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so as a kid, I was a hyper kid. So yeah, I was definitely a handful. But that's how I got into pro wrestling. The only thing that would keep me calm, my mother told me, and also shut me up, mm-hmm. especially on the weekends when I get back from school or from camp, was pro wrestling. Yeah. So she would just go to, now I'm going to date myself here, Video Visions, mm-hmm. which is just some mom and pop video store. Sounds good. So it's not I like, like it. Video Visions. Yeah. I love indie video. We had video to go in Frandor. Video to go? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had box office video. Oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> so you, she would go in there and she grabbed anything that said wrestling. So she didn't know anything about WWF, NWA, anything, just mm-hmm. whatever. And she would put it on and get me Chinese food on a, on a Friday. What's your go-to? And went, when I was a kid, it was, uh, what, chicken fingers and french fries there. It wasn't okay. Chinese food. Oh, nice, nice. You know what I mean? As I got older. The stuff at the buffet where you're yeah. like, why is this here? Why yeah. do you have pizza? This yeah. is not. for Eddie. <laughs> but now, like, as I got older, it was like, yeah, ma, I'll take the chicken lo mein and okay. the steamed dumplings. But that's what kept me quiet for so many days. What wrestling did you remember watching as a kid? Uh, WrestleMania 3 was on a lot. Because everyone has, everyone as kids who are wrestling fans have those like VHS cassettes either that they owned or would just always rent. Yeah, it was and WrestleMania 3, three was that two four. cassettes? Or 4 was two cassettes. WrestleMania 4 was two cassettes. Just because it was the tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember WrestleMania 3, 4, and 6 always being played. Okay. And 5, I'm sorry. So I remember those. And then the NWA stuff I remember was the Great American Bash mm-hmm. and Starcade. Yeah. It was always on. Oh, yeah. And then my mom got, this is where I first saw Eddie Gilbert, who was my first inspiration in wrestling. Nice. Was Memphis Wild Bloody Brawls. She didn't know what it was. She just mm-hmm. said, oh, wrestling. <laughs> I bought that at Suncoast Video. Yeah, did you really? That was the one with the Rock and Roll Express yeah. against the Poffos when they pile drove Ricky yep. Morton through so the I'm table. So I'm a young kid watching this and everyone's bleeding everywhere. And I'm just so like, good. this is amazing. I remember when I would, because you would watch and you'd be like, "Oh, WWF is fun," and there's Hulk Hogan and all the all the like, oh yeah, all your heroes yeah. and everything. And then I remember in Chicago we got everything. Like I, in Indiana, right? we got all the Chicago stations where I grew up in Indiana, like in Highland, mm-hmm. so right by Highland. So we got all the Chicago stations. And I just remember watching. And then like after WWF, you know, you're like flipping channels. And there's like seven channels or something. And then all of a sudden, like World Class and NWA and Memphis, and you're just like. What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. And it, it it was like the quality was shittier. You knew the the wrestlers didn't look like superheroes. Yeah. But but you were just like, this oh, is this is cool. I remember as a kid, uh, we would get world class once in a mm-hmm. while. You know what I mean? But my father and he hates when I say this story, but it's true, Pop. He would get <laughs> illegal cable during the winter so he can watch HBO's Inside the NFL. Okay. That's the only time he got this. I love that, just in the winter. Yeah, just <laughs> right when football season started. I'm done, get it out get of here. Get the illegal cable yeah. on now. I'm not going to jail. Yeah. The summer's starting, I can watch the Yankee games on WPIX. I don't need the, the cable. So, but when he got the cable, NWA would pop on, AWA would pop on mm-hmm. when they were on ESPN and yeah. stuff. So, as a kid, like you said, you had the, WWF was very cartoony. You had Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, all that. I would put on the NWA, and there's Ric Flair bleeding everywhere. There's Dusty Rhodes. There's Tully and all them. And to me, I remember as a kid thinking, oh, this is real. NWA is so much realer Mm -hmm. than WWF. And that's what kind of gravitated me towards the NWA. And then finally, when we moved to Yonkers, we got cable. And I was like, oh, okay. I I remember just being religiously watching NWA. And WWF, I would watch once in a while. But it was like NWA for sure Mm -hmm. all the time. And then, you know, time went on, they became WCW, but, and then just watched it. But that era was just like, and it was like those dark arenas. Yeah. And they would bring guys in and just like, I I always liked that. And I don't know, like, I feel like, because I told you before we started recording, I'm watching, I'm like watching all these, like, shoot interviews of prison. Yeah. And I'm so into it. You got me into it. And I love the idea that, like, some of these old wrestlers are just like, I don't understand, man. I used to look around a locker room and look like I was with a bunch of ex-cons. And now you look around and everybody's just like young and handsome. And he's like, me nuts. you see <laughs> those old locker rooms and you think about like, you know, if like after a show, everybody's like, oh, let's all go get food. And you're like, oh, yeah, let's get food. But like imagine if like the Road Warriors, Bruiser Broad, like all these guys yeah. just walk into a Denny's. It's like, holy oh, shit. shit. Well, yeah. and that's one thing because I got into wrestling later. So I didn't have the childhood growing up. I wasn't allowed to watch anything remotely controversial. And so watching all the old stuff back, it's fun to be like, 
hey, this looks completely different yeah. than what I'm used to. Well, now it's um, trying to put it nicely. Uh, it's more athletic. Sure. Uh, but it, it, they don't simulate combat like they used to back in the day. So that's why I think a lot of people use the term art form mm-hmm. and they bastardized it. Because to me, the real art form of pro wrestling is the storytelling part of it. For not sure. the, I can flip 30, 40 times. Which is still cool. Which I is, like no, the no, flips. Which is great. I can't do it. And it's if you great. braid that in with a really good storyline, yes. it's awesome. But I know you mean sometimes it feels like you watch a match and you're I'm like, watching the exhibition. I'm not, trying, I'm not watching two guys trying to win a match. Everybody, when Jarrett was like, when Jarrett came out in the Rumble and he was throwing those punches, and everyone's like, those are amazing. And I was like, everyone used to punch everyone like that. Everyone punched like that. You guys do. You guys remember Jerry Lawler knocking around Andy Austin, Kaufman? Yeah, like, La- like Lawler and, and Gilbert would be fighting back and forth. Yeah. Or Brett and Austin punching Austin each other back and the, forth. Supposedly Austin would punch the shit out of Yeah. It was just, it's just a different time. And I understand people want the more athleticism part of it. I get it. But I also believe people haven't changed that much mm-hmm. when I people want a story. Because I'll tell you a perfect example. I went and saw the Avengers Infinity War four times. I'm a nut job. I'm a comic book fan. Really? Yes. I'll tell you a funny story, a picture that I can't find that I think is at my mother's house. But all four times I went, people got emotional when Peter Parker, spoiler alert, disappeared, knowing that he has another movie coming out. Sure. He'll be fine. I think I even literally turned to you and was like, they're not going to lose money on this by killing him forever. Yeah. But I'm saying people are so invested mm-hmm. in that. So, yeah, you can do your flippy, flippy stuff, but get them invested in it. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a spot that a lot of – that Ricochet and uh, Will Ospreay did a couple of years ago where people gave them a lot of heat mm-hmm. or lo- they either loved it or hated it. I got asked about it, and, you know, I, I was like, I'm not going to be politically correct. I'm going to say my opinion. I said, great athleticism. I can't do it. But holy shit, could one of you guys just throw a punch at each other? Mm-hmm. Just to make it look like you're trying to hit the guy or win. Other than that, I thought it was great. That's what I think is missing is a lot of times guys go in there and it's an exhibition. It's not a fight. You want it to have that connection of like these two are engaged in a match for a reason. For a reason. Yeah. yeah. We're trying to win. Yeah. And everyone knows what it is. But that's the art form is to get people so emotionally invested that like a movie. We know the movie's not fucking, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Real. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't but know. You're still, you're still emotionally invested. I get choked up still to this day watching the second Rocky, yeah. which I've seen a million times. I'm always – I watch a movie or a TV show, and I'm, I'm just like, how can't wrestling not – I, I don't understand how like a Vince McMahon doesn't watch a movie, and then he's just like, oh, shit, we need to do something like that. Or, or a TV show in the, in the sense does, of like, we need to do something like that. have the understanding. Like, I feel like Vince will grab a gimmick, but he won't grab a, a plot line because it's so much investment and you have to remember things that have happened and have them lead to a it's also, conclusion. You got to say too, like when you, I guess when you write TV, I, I'm guessing, mm-hmm. you have to write 13, let's say 13 episodes. Yeah. So you have to keep everything all together. And then you build up to that final episode. With WWF and other companies, they have to do it monthly. Yeah. It's yeah. not yeah. 13 weeks. You know what I mean? They have to do it in four weeks. And get the big payoff. There could be injury. There could be oh, all yeah, kinds yeah, of drama yeah. in the meantime. So it's like, yeah, it's way more challenging. Then someone gets fired. I, someone gets sick. So, yeah. yeah. I wonder, because and I'm sure you're the same way. I'm sure there's stuff from when you were a kid watching those NWA episodes. Mm-hmm. There's still stuff that I remember that I, I just will not forget. And I... I can't think a kid nowadays is going to be like, yeah, when I was a kid and the um, drifter hit, uh, when Elias hit um, Bobby Lashley with his guitar, like, I remember watching, I remember watching World Class and there was just a match starting and then a ref came from the back and was like, can't stop the match, stop the match. Terry Gordy and, and yes! Bruiser Brody are fighting in the back, and they have to start this match right now. And these yeah. other guys were like, "Whoa, we better get out of their way!" Yeah. Like, I'll never forget that. I, this moment's like, I'll never forget Dusty getting his arm broken. Yeah, I'll never forget as a kid. I did this, Dusty cutting that promo where you know you put your hand on the yeah. screen. Yeah, I put my hand on the screen. <laughs> as a kid, oh my god! And I went, I I hope he wins. He better win now. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh and like ECW was a huge influence on me as well because I hated wrestling. You got out of it. I got out of it. I was yeah. a teenager. What do all teenage boys want to see? Wrestling. Sex. And I mean, violence. sex and violence. Yeah. Did yeah. you say wrestling immediately? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wrestling. But so ECW provided that, and I just remember the angles were like Dreamer and Raven. Yeah. 
I remember Doug Shane Douglas and and the pitbull gimmick where he yep. shook his head, shook his head. Yeah, and I just I remember all, like those moments. There's probably more if I think about it, but those are the first couple of moments that stick with you. I remember the video commercials like in my head. Oh, once I hear him? Lionheart Chris Jericho, Yo, Kimono want to lay, lay dance high on top, top of the ECW arena. arena. It's yeah. just like extreme warfare. But yeah, what was the battle, the battle of the, of the Bam, 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 Bam Bams? Bams. Yeah. Battle of the Bam Bams. We had the battle of the Bam Bams first in Chicago, Windy oh. City Pro Wrestling. And Paulie was booking that, and he booked oh. the Battle of the Bam Bams. But look at you! So many of those angles are just little things where I'm just well, like, well, people still remember if who grew up watching, they still remember Piper and Snooker. Yeah, oh yeah, I remember Jake Roberts and Macho Man when the snake bit uh, so Macho cool. Man and yeah. me freaking out like, what is this? And there was always those little things where you're just like, as a kid, you'd be like. That was real right there. But uh, do you think it's because we're older? That <laughs> no, because I still it? do that because I'm like a younger timeline fan. How many times do I turn to you and go, was that real? A lot. <laughs> Quite often. During live so many t- yeah, no, He but tells I, me. He I, tells me that sometimes that turns him off. But <laughs> but he loves you. Are you? How are you as far as... Uh, do you Women? Per- I yes. hate them. You wait. You Unless wait. they're... <laughs> You, Unless, I, uh, Unless look, Sarah Sharp, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Caitlin. I'm sorry. You know I hate women, but it's supposedly I'm a feminist. That's what she calls do me you, constantly. Do you prefer someone you're dating to either be in the wrestling business or know about wrestling? I don't want to date nobody. This oh, okay. Alone. Nobody? Nobody. Come on. If we're going to have a good time, we're going to have a good time. If it's nice and safe, yeah, I'm all about it. Okay. But then after that, get out. Why is that? Oh, I've been hurt. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. I'm not going to lie. Okay. I'm not going to lie to you. I've okay. been hurt. All right. So. Um, I have, this is a total fan fiction fantasy dream that I have. I'm going to tell you about it. I want this you. This is getting weird. Yeah, I know. I want you and the Maria Manic to accidentally fall in love and hate it the whole way and like hate that you love each other. But like, so it's like this weird, like fucking strong people relationship. It's like, well, oh, you're getting whoever, off my nerves. Whoever's writing for certain companies, if you're hearing this angle, I think it, I think it's good to go. <laughs> also, also, I'll put in that um, I would like to be her manager. That's I'm terrified of her, but I have to be her manager and try to get her over. But also, I'm afraid she's gonna kill me. You so just want to be a manager. On so TV, do, are you noticing? A pattern here. She just wants to be a manager. (laughs) No one will let me do it. The only person I've ever managed was Aunt Nance at the Chicago League of Lady Arm Wrestlers, and I fucking nailed it. You don't think you don't think Black Label will will put you on there? I mean, Mikey, I'd love it. (laughs) So no, (laughs) I'm because I'm always curious with with wrestlers if they want to date somebody. Okay, I'll I'll put you like this. Yeah, Uh, I dated a couple civilians, Mm -hmm. as I call them. Yes, while I was in wrestling, sure, they didn't get it. Okay. They didn't get why I was doing it for so little money, mm-hmm. paying my dues. They didn't understand that I would come home from a long weekend and just want to sleep the whole day away. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you're, we, we never spend time together. And I'm like, just give me a fucking minute. Did you feel that way about dating women who didn't do comedy? Yeah, because like you said, with paying your dues, it's like no mm-hmm. person in their right mind would understand why no. a, a grown man or woman yeah. would get in a car and drive X amount, X amount of hours, hours yeah. to make the littlest amount of money. Oh, my father would be like, why don't you just stay home and do your union job? Why are you going to leave Saturday and maybe miss Monday? I'd be like, I don't know, Dad. Leave me alone. <laughs> I just have to do this. Yeah. And the same thing with the civilians. So then uh, it took me 10 years to date anyone in the business because I just wanted to stay away because I've mm-hmm. never seen it. i rarely seen it work out well. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, The ones that do work out well are few and far between. Okay. So I dated two in the business and... It just got, um, well, uh, a lot of male wrestlers are insecure. Okay. And so are the female wrestlers. So it's just, that's just hard. I think a lot of people, especially if you're a performer or you're dedicating your life to a thing that you really care about, that insecurity is just like, comes yeah. with it because you're, you're putting then, yourself on the line. Then there's like a hidden, well, not with me. It was never with me. But maybe with other couples and, and I've seen it in one of my relationships, there's a hidden competition. I've, had that. I've had that with people I dated who yeah. were in comedy. Oh, have you? But yeah, not Sarah. No, Never I know. Sarah. I know, not but I was, I was just thinking of the, a specific example. <laughs> the breakup's happening in front of my eyes, folks. No. Uh, you wish. You want to see everyone mad. I do, actually. I, <laughs> I want, know. I want everyone to share my misery. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I'm doing pretty good right now. Where's, so like at where's, the, where's Cabana? At he the, would love. He would understand my pain. At the end of the <laughs> Avengers movie, when everyone's crying, do you just stand up and start clapping? I go, fucking right there. No, Yeah. <laughs> My guy. Are you on Thanos' side? Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> he definitely. He definitely had a point. He definitely had a point. Uh, 
But no, uh, that's another uh, embroidered pillow. Thanos yeah, had, had a, a point. point. <laughs> Thanos was right. But uh, no, and then you know, then that becomes a thing where you're kind of competing with each other. Mm-hmm. And you know, in my case, I didn't care. It's like we're together. Mm-hmm. So whatever you do is coming to the house anyway. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm good. Oh wait, we get to go to Olive Garden and have extra yeah. extra uh, a chicken cutlet. Yeah, let's do it, babe. It's on you. Awesome. I'm I'm not too proud, but uh, no, that's what happened. So like, I don't know where to. Me personally, while wow, we're getting deep, me personally, I don't know where to go. Okay, I don't know where to go for a civilian, mm-hmm. someone in wrestling, or just go with just have sex with someone and leave. You know sure. what I mean? <laughs> I'm at that point. I think that an interesting place to come to, and it has to be with both people in the right mindset, is like I know that anything good that happens for Marty in his career ultimately benefits me because he's happier, and I want him to be as happy as he can be, and he... You know, wants the same thing for me. Oh God, they're looking at each other I in the think, eyes. Folks. I think I do. No. I wish, I wish there was a camera here right now to see them look at each other in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I only do Cabana's podcast. This is why. <laughs> he never has this lovey dovey shit. No, but you know what? You're, but you're right though. And uh, that's I, a good point. Till I got lost in his eyes. Who doesn't? I do. <laughs> I, I have to catch myself sometimes. Ah, uh, this is so wonderful. <laughs> Stop looking at me, Marty. Sorry, I'm speaking uh, professional broadcaster. No, but it's also, uh, uh, you say that, and that, that's also, I, I believe, you know, we'll get off, wow, we really got off wrestling. Uh, my belief is that when you're in a relationship, it's a, it's a partnership. It's mm-hmm. not just two people, oh, you're my girlfriend, you're my boyfriend, you're my husband, you're my wife. It's, no, you're my partner in mm-hmm. this world, so... You, when you do good, I do good. When I do good, you do good. Like, we share everything together and and be a teammate. There you go. That's the right word, teammates. There you mm-hmm. go. A lot of people nowadays, including myself, because I'm not the easiest, as you guys could tell, easiest person to get along with or be in a relationship with, but a lot of people nowadays don't know how to be teammates with each other. And I notice this with a lot of my friends outside of wrestling as well. They'll be in a relationship and end it like that, like if any... First sign of a of a problem. Like my friend got married. He's been married for five years. Thank you, God. She's a great girl. But when they were first married and they were having trouble, he's like, you know what? I'm probably just gonna divorce her. I said, Yo, what the fuck? Hasn't even been a year. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? You know what I mean? Like I would look at him, like, what are you fucking not like? We were just having that conversation of those fights you'd have where in your head you'd be like, oh, okay, I'm fucking yeah. done. And then you're out there, you'd be like, no, it's fine, it's fine. But in your head you're like, I'm fucking done. I'm done. Well, in that kind of relationship, you do have to be like super vulnerable to open yourself up to be like, hey, Which when shit's hard. Like, Which yeah, is the worst It's thing. so hard to be that way. Yeah. And it's like it's not something you could just find immediately first or second date. And I think that's why it's easier to be like, well, something went wrong. Fuck this. I'm gone. Well, it's also you have that honeymoon period where it's like a new toy. So you want to, you're not even, you want to be a little vulnerable because you want this new toy to like you so much and all that. And like that, but that vulnerable, that's kind of like not that vulnerable. No, it's it's the surface surface stuff. It's not. Yeah. It's your like, my life's been hard. Did you even know that? And I'm still here standing on two feet. And I'm I'm sure it's hard too. I love you. (laughs) Unless you're, uh, you know, uh, booked as a duo or a couple or it's like, you know, we're, we're together. It's gotta be tough too. It's like, well, how come you get to go to that company and I got to go to this little Uh, company? Yeah, I've that dealt, could happen I, sometimes. Yeah, I've, I've dealt with that. And uh, again, though, I the way I was raised, I guess you could say the way because I, I had both parents mm-hmm. uh, in my life. I'm Irish and Puerto Rican. My father's a out of his mind American Irishman. Okay, and just the way he taught me, by the way he treated my mother, for instance. Uh, I know it's a crazy story, but to me, this proves how much he loves my mother and how loyal he was to her. There's two stories. Okay, my father's a recovering alcoholic. Uh, my mother, I think I was maybe two, two, three years old, and she was pregnant with my with my brother. He came in drunk. She goes, "You drink again? I'm leaving you." He's been sober for thirty five years, and I was like, "He had the relapse." No, mm-hmm. never did because of the loyalty and the love he had for my mother. Second part was one time me and my mother, as a teenager, I was out of my mind. Me and my mother were arguing, and I got close to her face, and she went to hit me, and I just put my hand out so she wouldn't hit me. My father, it was upstairs in, in my room. My father, I'd never seen this fat old man <laughs> <laughs> he move flew up so the stairs. fast. He sprinted up the stairs, took me down, 
and I'll never forget these words. He goes, she was my mother before, she was my wife before she was your mother. Don't you ever fucking do that again. Oh my God. <laughs> and I, now me, I was 15 years old. Me at 15 while he's choking me saying it, I'm going, go ahead. Yeah. Kill me. <laughs> I fucking dare you. That was our house. What? That was our house. But, but I know it's a sick story, but that's why I learned how to be loyal to mm -hmm. the person you're with. So, you know, I had a different, I, I, I guess you could say a different, uh, being, I was raised differently. I want to see your fighting with my family written and directed by Stephen Merchant in theaters coming out this month. That page movie that's out about her story. Oh, okay, I want to yeah. see the Eddie I didn't even know. She caught me off guard real quick. I didn't even know that, that was a thing. But that's congratulations right. to them. I know uh, Paige's mom yeah. real well. I met her brothers and her husband and her dad. Congratulations to them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so growing up, you said you were a, a wild at 15. Well, uh, it actually all started. We'll get deep. It all actually all started. I, I honestly think like second grade was when I started getting kind of nasty and angry at the world. Because at second grade, remember, I'm Irish and Puerto Rican, grew up in an all-Irish neighborhood in the Bronx. And uh, I was being called the spick at second grade. And I didn't know what that was. And then I learned what it was. And I was like, oh, fuck these motherfuckers. And it's like at that point in your life, it's like, what have you done to anyone no, to deserve no, that? But they learned it from their ignorant parents. Right, you know what right. I mean? So then I got that. And then, you know, my, my family, bless their hearts, they're all in recovery. They're all doing good now. Thank you, God. Knock on wood. But they he just had knocked a, his head. So I, just, I just hit my head. But they were all in recovery, and they had a, a little bit of a reputation. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget a mother. And I've told Caitlin this story. She thinks I'm a dickhead for this story because there's an ending to it. That's I think it's hilarious. Uh, there was a mother who told her daughter. I was like in fourth grade, fifth grade. Said, "Don't hang out with him. He's gonna turn out to be a loser like his family." Whoa. So now I had. I think it was like fourth or fifth grade. I had a choice to make. I was already angry as it was. I had a choice to make, prove her wrong and be like straight A student and all that, or be a black sheep. Of course, what did I do? Be the blackest sheep I can be. Now, the sad part that Caitlin hates about this story is that the same, this same girl, the, the mother who said that, her daughter, I slept with her daughter when I was 18 and broke up with her the next day. <laughs> and she goes, why did you break up with me? I go, do you remember about fourth or oh fifth grade? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, every see, see how uncomfortable shit. Caitlin gets when I say that story. Both me and Caitlin just lost our minds. I know Caitlin yeah. already knows this. Yeah, Caitlin a, like moved around like so uncomfortably. But again, that was that's, me. That's a Black Mirror episode without technology. <laughs> yeah, that's just like for that long, and it's also like oh, I held on to that. I used to hold on to grudges. It, it forever. doesn't hurt the girl that said it. It hurts her mom. That's what I was thinking. That like she's gonna go home crying to her mother. Yeah. That Eddie left me after what a, what he deflowered me. For her little heart. With, with with grudges like that in wrestling, do you remember like anybody who's ever wronged you or or didn't treat you the nicest? Like especially when you first got in. No, everyone was pretty good, but you know they were they were assholes. But also, I looked at it like I came fresh off the street. Yeah, you didn't seem like a guy who'd be like, "Hey, let's fuck with this guy." No, I I didn't want to fuck with nobody. No, no, I, just, I don't think you were somebody who people would be like. Oh no, there were there were some people because they because really? they had that indie, uh, independent bullshit political stroke, and I okay. call it bullshit because it was just yeah a fifty dollar payday. It wasn't millions of dollars on right. the line. But they were guys, you know what I mean, at mm -hmm. certain points in time, you know what I mean? And was I the nicest person or the most respectful? No. Mm -hmm. So I got what they did, but also I would sit there and go, this is pro wrestling. If they really wanted to fight me or do something to me, they would go outside. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And they're not going to do that. So why am I even going to challenge them to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. So I would just look at them and they would say whatever they did or politically tell this person or that person, hey, rough them up in the ring or, hey, don't book them. I'm like, oh, you're a pussy. You're not going to, you know what I mean? This so is what, not a real, like, this isn't committed enough to be, like, real street justice. No, no. And, and, and you get mad about it, but I remember, why am I going to get mad? Because they're not really going to fight me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So why get mad about it? You know what I mean? They, trust me, there were points where I remember pulling out a knife on a certain pro wrestler I didn't like. I pulled the knife out the stab. I was going to kill him. I was so oh, sick geez. of him. <laughs> And my old partner, Blackjack, tackled me on the floor and was like, with tears at his, begging me not to do it. Yeah. I was young, but I was so angry at this one wrestler. How many times has a third party tackled you to stop you from doing something <laughs> to somebody else? Oh, a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, 
I'm not your gonna dad, lie. Blackjack, yeah. uh, other people. Uh, homicide, believe it or not. Yeah. I tell everyone, don't get me and homicide mad at the same time. Yeah. It's because one of you has that. No one, no one's going to be able to stop us. Honestly, no one is. No one is. Even if Loki's there, we're going to be like, shut up. That's, (laughs) that is why I do love wrestling and why it's so unique is like in not a lot of worlds do you have. Like guys like you and Homicide, but then also like Olympic athletes. Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. And like former cheerleaders. <laughs> yeah, like, I was on Ninja Warrior. It's like I almost killed somebody. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of charges out there right now that uh, I got to pay for to keep me out of jail. Yeah, a lot of open cases. Yeah, like, it's no, like such joking. a it's such a fun world of like so many different. I think types it's a, I think it's a great world. Uh, I think people make it bad when they start believing their own bullshit. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. But I or also assuming that everyone is all one way or completely the other way. Yeah. Like there are people who will worship heroes, and then like if any one thing goes wrong, they have to be like, oh, "Do we cancel them?" Like yeah. it's a complicated mindset. I think you have to say we're all human. We yeah. all make mistakes. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Uh, like Caitlin knows this. Every time I tell any story, especially about an ex or or anything, I always tell her. By the way, I'm not in the right here. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of dumb <laughs> shit, but let me just tell you what. So and so did first before I tell you how wrong I was. Okay. In this situation, because we're all human, we all make mistakes, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of fans don't get that. They they just see us in the ring and they're like, "That's how they are." Twenty four hours a day. Me, something, yeah, but I'm also human. There's days where, you know what I mean. I get down and out, and I fight manic. De- I fight depression. Mm-hmm. I have to take Zoloft. When I said that in the promo, that was legit. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. That's also my therapy sometimes promos, but yeah. like. We're my my, uh, my agent saw one of your promos and she's like, "This guy's great." Yeah, and then she you guys you introduced me to her, and I was like, yeah. hey, "What's going on?" And I just ignored it. I didn't know what to do. Trying to set you up for something. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, so you're the one that does this?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, thanks. The show's on." <laughs> <laughs> the show's on. Yeah, I didn't know what to do. You shushed her and told her watch wrestling. Yeah, I said, I said, ah, yeah, sweetheart. Shh. Shows on, but uh, no, you know what? You're not the first. You and Cabana are not the first people to tell me to get into acting. Yeah, this is the thing that scares me about acting. I'm not gonna remember a fucking thing mm-hmm. if when they give me a script. Okay, all the stuff you in a Christopher Guest movie where it's like, here's the general storyline. Yeah. Now just have a conversation. Because like, if you see my promos, they're like, oh wow, yeah, it's all off the top of my head. It's all mm-hmm. life experience mixed in with pro wrestling. Everything I do in the ring is like. I'll sit there and think and go, what would I have done when I was this age to this person right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, now let's mix wrestling into it. You know what I mean? It's not someone directing me, telling me yeah. what to say or do or a script. There's no way I can remember. I can barely remember matches. Right. There's no way if they give me like a whole diet, like a whole, what the, not dialogue, what do they call a whole thing? Like a script? Not a script, but like a whole scene by yourself. like A, a monologue. Uh, monologue. They give me that, I'm going to be like, ah! <laughs> Ah, I'm going to be stuck. <laughs> right, but if they were also like Curb Enthusiasm, we're like, the point is you're mad at me because I yeah. you know, used Oh, well, me and Larry computer. David would be best, best yeah, friends. Yeah, then you would be great. Yeah. I think you would be fantastic. I think me and Larry David would go out to Vegas together a lot. Yeah, just... I don't know, man, because I, like Maybe I said. Maybe go where Robert Kraft used to go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but we would, we would watch like the Impact stuff, and I was just like, all the LAX stuff. I was just like, this is Thank like, you. Well, a lot so of good. that. A lot of that was a real anger. Yeah. Because God bless Impact. Uh, no, no, honestly, I'm not saying that to be politically correct. God bless them because they dealt with me in homicide on days where we did not, uh, where we didn't want to be dealt with. Okay, you know, and and that was because, like, uh, it's real hard, man. They have to do promos or backstage stuff or mm-hmm. pre tapes, and then the show, and mm-hmm. then the, you know what I mean. And all in one day, they got to knock. Oh yeah, because they're filming like eight out. weeks of shows yeah. in two days, and like knock this all out. So they used to come to us and be like, look, we'll do yours last because we know you can knock it out right away. And I would sit there and be like, no, do it now that if we can do it. Mm-hmm. But they would always wait. And granted, then they get caught up in something else. And then we get caught up because we have to do a match or something else. You know what I mean? So a lot of times those promos would be like three in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I would be there so aggravated. <laughs> I just want to go to sleep. Or we have to catch a flight at 8 a.m. 8 a.m. And like, we got to go. And they're like, all right, Eddie, uh, this is what you... Yeah, 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 hurry the fuck up. Okay, this is, this is why I'm mad. Fuck you, fuck you. Yeah. Like, the one everyone likes uh, was the street fight in the street. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one was so I good. Start, thank you, where I start spitting on the floor and saying, like, I spit on your family, I spit mm-hmm. on your... That was legit me mad 
cursing at four in the morning and me, Homicide, and the other two LAX boys and Hernandez mm-hmm. all had eight o'clock flights. And the airport was an hour away from where we're filming it. Oh, my God. So it's four in the morning. And they're like, all right, just redo it again. I said, yeah, do it again. (laughs) And I did that one. And I think the reason why they kept that, even with the cursing in and they bleeped it out, is because I legit, and again, I was being a baby, I legit, they said, all right, cut, Eddie, maybe. And I walked away. Oh, that was like that. I just walked away. And I looked at Homicide. I said, yo. And he goes, okay. And me and him just walked away, got our bags, put it in the car, and just sat in the car. And they were like, yeah, but. And we're like, no, we're leaving. We're leaving now, and then everyone else got in the car. <laughs> so you pretty much uh, made the made the executive decision on and that one. Yeah, left behind some modern Shakespeare, I guess. But like, by the way, Shakespeare people think this is weird because uh, I think they asked me, "What is it?" People think it's weird that I'm funny or surprised mm-hmm. that I'm funny. Caitlin also can vouch for this. People think it's hilarious that I'm a big Shakespeare fan. Yeah, and like that was the only thing that I passed in high school. Failed everything else one yeah. year. Yeah, oh, no, I passed that in chemistry. I don't understand how. Got a ninety-three in chemistry. I don't wow. know how. Only reason I remember this is because I gave my father my report card. Like, eh, whatever. He's like, all right, so Shakespeare English, ninety-eight, chemistry ninety-three. How the fuck did you fail religion? <laughs> You're fucking Catholic. God is good. God is great. You can't write that down. I'm like, I don't know. And then he keeps going down. He goes, are you kidding me? You're on the football team. You're on the baseball team. You're on the bat. And you failed gym? <laughs> what is? Uh, I don't know. I was, you know, little did he know I was out in the car smoking weed with a bunch of guys. Yeah. Are we going to gym class now, man? <laughs> nah, we're not doing that. Let's puff that L real quick. Oh, that's wild. Um, what about your comic book fandom? Okay, so there's a picture, yeah. Uh, there's a picture that my mom has of me with a cigarette in my mouth. Uh, bandana on like Tupac, because Tupac was a big influence uh, in my life. And a boombox, I'm dating myself again, it's the 90s, a boombox <laughs> on top of a telephone uh, pole or whatever, uh, phone booth on top of it. And me reading a Punisher magazine, okay. leaning on it. <laughs> the most I, New York of yeah. all. Yeah. And I said, that's, that's me. You. That's me in a nutshell. Hey, I'm reading here. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, Eddie, what the fuck? I'm reading. Let me read. I'll be right there. <laughs> I'm reading my stories. Yeah. My novellas, as <laughs> my, my mother novellas. would say. <laughs> I'm watching my stories, my novellas, Eddie. What do you want? Well done, Mom. What was your, did you ever have any weird like uh, gimmick idea before you were just you? No. I was just always going to be That was going to be you. Yeah. Uh, then Quack Quack was like, you know, Chakar being Chakar. He's like, yeah, you're ready, Kingston, and you're going to have trading cards, and you're going to spew the cards out, and da 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 And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, we'll do that. <laughs> and that lasted three shows. Yeah. Because, like, we would spew the cards out, all 52 cards all over the floor, and I'm like, I'm not picking those At up. the end, it's like, hey, <laughs> yeah. bud, you got to come get your cards out there. Yeah. The building's like, mad. They don't want to pick yeah, up the yeah, cards. Yeah. You're like, Again, I for the fourth straight that. show. I'm like, I'm not that. doing that. I think it's funny that there's any point in time where people thought, like, ah, I'm going to make Eddie Kingston this. And it's like, good luck with that. Well, it was, a, you know, I understood what he was calling. Like, he, the compliment he, he wanted originally, because he wanted everyone in a mask originally mm-hmm. at Chikara. And me and my tag partner, I think, were the f- first two guys the, uh, not to have a mask. Ah, okay. outside, besides Quack. Because he was like, oh, you guys, you know, what you're selling and all that. You guys stay like that. But uh, I got to give uh, Quack credit, of course, because he trained me. And, and even though I hate to say it, I got to give Hero credit because he, he uh, before he was a scumbag. Maybe he always was oh, a scumbag. Geez. But he... Uh, he took us around. Like, he mm-hmm. took me and my old partner, Blackjack, to places all over PA and mm-hmm. then IWA Mid-South and all that. But they let me be me. But the the one person uh, that I don't think gets a, a lot of credit, especially for me, is uh, Mike Burns, who does uh, owner of Smart Mark Video. Okay. When he was booking for CZW, he brought me in. And he was like... and That seemed like the right fit. Yeah. And then here's the here's the camera. And he would go... All right, Eddie, here's the date. Here's who you're wrestling. Go. And I'm like, what? He'd be like, no, just go. And because of him, I was able just to think on my feet and just go. Nice. You know what I mean? So I definitely, Mike Burns really helped me out a lot. How do you feel career. How do you feel now, like some of those promos you've done at AEW where it's like everyone's laughing, like <laughs> these you do these kind of like, 
I don't know. They're, they to me, they sort of feel like Austin at the end of Raw. Cameras, yeah, yeah. cameras are off. Oh uh, no, me. That kind of stuff is because I really don't like some of the people there. Yeah. So when I'm really telling a person, "Hey, I won't touch you with that guy's dick," yeah. I really mean it. Those seem very fun. That one poor woman, she was there for her birthday, yelling and screaming. At me. Yeah, I, I heard. Like, I heard. I was like, I won't touch you with Santana's dick or Ortiz's dick, and you know they're both dirty. I had because I was out of town for a show, and when I heard about that, she was like, and it was like because I, I had to deal with hecklers, and when you get to people, it's my birthday, and it's all yeah. about me. He gets a lot of like entitled blonde women in their thirties and forties that really? want to just go toe to toe, and it's like the worst idea. Why Marty would they want to do that? You're the just, one with the mic. They just just th- think it's about them and and they don't and they think they're helping and everything like yeah. that and then when she was lining it up and she's like and they were in there and then eddie got up there and he was just like this ain't about you and yeah. i and just like oh and it was just i when i heard that i was like ah oh, that sounds very thank you fun. thank you yeah, but a, a lot of it is like i'm trying to get booed yeah and then some people are like, ooh, that's mm-hmm. so funny. And then when I see those certain fans that do that, yeah. I'll look at them and I'll go, oh, you think that's funny, asshole? Yeah. You know what then I mean? you go at them, yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's just I'm having fun, mm-hmm. especially in the group I'm in. I'm allowed to have fun. Yeah. Because a lot of the times, you know, they're like, all right, Eddie Kingston's this. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm Eddie Kingston's me. There's a lot of different things to me. I'm not just a big tough guy. You know what I yeah. mean? I can be, I can joke around, I can have fun, you know? I can pass Shakespeare at 98%. Yeah, Macbeth's my favorite. So, like... See, I would have thought you would have had some, like, sh- like obscure Shakespearean character, and that would have been your Chikara gimmick. No. No, Quack never knew You'd about like Iago or something yeah. like that, and have a mask. What was it, Mercutio? From, yeah. Sh- from uh, Romeo and Juliet, yeah. yeah. The best friend that got fucked over. Anyway. Think, what do you think of that, uh, that uh, Romeo and Juliet movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes? I thought it was cool when I first saw it. <laughs> yeah. But now at 37 watching it, I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Is this shit? We had that same experience. It was on the other day, and Marty was like, this is so looks right. like the yeah. year it came out. Like, yeah, it's yeah. so 90. Like, this has not aged very well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Like, as they're playing it, I'm waiting for like them to like. Most white women, when they hit a certain age, you know what I mean? You just that's why. I, <laughs> hey, look, that's why I love my thick. Latin and Asian women, they do they they age gracefully like wine. No offense to the white <laughs> women in the room. One time I heard a, I once I heard oh, yeah. a, I once time heard a black comic say that uh, that white people age like bananas, and I thought it was the greatest. Thing I thought I've milk. Ever heard in my I life. think milk. Um, I hear they age like milk. They say black don't crack. Our friend Jimmy says Asian don't raisin. <laughs> You love that one so much. You really do. Sarah Folks, I one. wish there was a camera in here. Uh, just to see you, like, the big shit-eating you grin. It. You love that one. Yeah, the big shit-eating grin you had on your face before Especially you even finished because it. because both, everybody in the room laughed, but they all laughed quietly. So I was laughing thinking about how it sounded like I just sucked all the air out of the room. <laughs> but everybody was laughing. <laughs> And it's a nice thing to say. It is a nice thing. older Asian people. <laughs> that's the funny thing I get to do at... AEW with the wrestling group with with David Starr yeah. and all them is I get to be the funny side of me also when it's time to go yeah the competitive part of me yeah like people love it when I go yeah where's my thick Asian mm-hmm. Latin women I, that's real I love yeah. them and it's fun because it always makes white women a little mad <laughs> why <laughs> they're like well but he should want to fuck me too no that's I not- should be the exception to the rule <laughs> I'm very hot so I know he says that but hopefully also he would fuck me and I can tell him no that's a very that's white women thing to say and then I can tell him no and then I'll tell him no but he would have wanted me so, so it's, yeah. a, it's if you tell white people they can't have something immediately they're like well because <laughs> ah, they're no white yeah they're no white like privilege that. We don't like that. We don't like yeah. being told no. Yeah, no. You know how you waited all that time to sex that girl? We're going to figure something out to get yeah. our way. <laughs> Hold that grudge. I'll never forget there was one Asian girl in the audience at one AEW show, and I said that, and like I made eye contact with her. I went, oh, hey. And she just went, oh. <laughs> Started like sinking in, and her boyfriend was next to her, I think. And he was just like, oh, pointing at her, pointing at wow. me. I was like, what is this? Well, there yeah. you go. Light. I'm like, I don't know if I want to share that, brother. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, man. Well, if I didn't see her with you, maybe. I, I don't know. I'm not into that. If she was a co-ed at a bar in Central Florida, Florida. you never like, know. What's up, ma? You never know what would happen. 
Uh, they see the little gray hairs on my chin. They love it. These these young girls. Are you going to adjust for men at? You going to adjust for men at all? No. No? Forget it, bro. I'm going to age. Let like me it. age. I like it. Let me wither away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Eddie, thank you so much. Oh, we're done? Yeah, we got to wrestle this and stuff. Bullshit. Or you oh. got to wrestle. We got we to gotta stand around. We got to stand around and watch you. Don't you guys have to commentate? Yeah. Well, yeah. one of you do. I. Because <laughs> oh, the man. other one decided to work for the competition. Oh, my oh. God. Eddie. At Danny Daniels on right. Twitter. Right? Is that what it is? I don't I'll have to check. Oh, no. Yeah, no. What's thank you Twitter? for having what's me. Twitter? Have plug, me. Plug oh, Twitter. My, what's my Twitter, Caitlin? Mad King. At Mad King uh, 81, and then Instagram's Eddie Kingston 81. There you go. That's what I think it is. Uh, I think it might be 1981. 1981, At Mad yeah. King 1981, 1981. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out, and we'll... Uh, Definitely, yeah. Google me. You know, I used to say that when I went to Vegas yeah. with my friends. Yeah. We'd just be pissed drunk for seven days. Why would we be there for seven days? I don't know. It's too many. And then we're walking... <laughs> yeah, wait. It's too many. It's like six days. four Six, two days. Yeah. Four or five Walking up and yeah. down. Walking up and down the strip, I would just look at girls and go, hey, Eddie Kingston... Google me. Wow. <laughs> it never worked. And on, and on that note, folks. There you they go. I might have Googled you and then just been like, eh. Nah. <laughs> He's not Cole Cabana. All right. Well, Eddie, uh, even though you're not Cole Cabana, you're a, you're a star in our minds. Thank We're you. fans. We love you. And uh, and give this guy a follow. He's, uh, he's something else. Google him. Google. Google. There you go. This is the MLW Radio Network.